Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. This week, Philip Naiman coming to you via Skype. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. I hope you're having a great weekend this week. You know, this is the best time of year out here. It's fall. It's hunting season. We get a little bit of a reprieve from the uh, from the heat of summer. You know, we get a little uh, Santa Ana wind sometimes this time of year, but it really is about the... It's my favorite time of year. So I hope you're all having a great weekend. Joining me on this show... Since I'm doing Skype, he's actually doing just a regular old phone call. But I have Rex Tibor. Now, folks, you all know him. He's a big-time friend of the show. Uh, Rex Tibor, RexDefense.com. He is the premier teacher when it comes to long-range shooting and ELR because not only does he know how to hit the targets, but he knows the science behind it. That's part of what he does in all of his classes. Rex, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How about you, man? Doing pretty good. Where, where are you calling in from? Because you're always all over the place. Yeah, I'm actually on the road, and we're headed to Hillsdale, Michigan. I don't know if you've ever heard of Hillsdale College. Um, it's a pretty squared away school. Yes, they have uh, education from a liberty perspective, and uh, they don't take any government funds or none of that stuff, so they kind of have freedom to say whatever they want, and they're all about individual accountability and responsibility. And so I'm actually uh, just headed out there that way now. I'm going to do a RX seminar out there in uh, Michigan, so that's going to be pretty fun to get to see the campus and hang out with them good folks over there. I've actually had a couple of the professors online uh, do a couple of shows with me talking about the you know, Second Amendment, how that came to be, and it's it's great. I mean, they know so much about the Constitution and Bill of Rights. It's just a, an awesome thing to actually think that there's a college out there teaching these things. Maybe yeah, I mean, they used, they used to teach that stuff back in the day in high school, and then it became, like, taboo, and now I think it's almost illegal probably <laughs> But uh, it used to be part of the education that used to be the, the, the point of going to school uh, was to learn to read and write and do arithmetic. And now it's all about raising your kids to be communist or, or whatever they're up to nowadays. I don't know. Or, or being their mommy or, or teaching them dependence. And, or, you know, it's a social engineering program now. It's not educating them. It's indoctrinating them. So, yeah, it's good to see some old school education still existing inside the United States. There is a little bit of hope. You know, I, I think I think you made a big mistake there when you said uh, educating your children, because that is not a right of Americans. At this point in time, the state will teach your children what it wants it to know. You know, you don't have a lot to say yeah. on that unless you're going to go pay for private school. So the state will do what they want to do. Hey, we've had some crazy things happen here in California. And, and what I like to have you on the show for one of the other reasons, besides your incredible knowledge on long-range shooting is to tell you what we're going through so you can spread the word to free America and uh, maybe stop some of these things here. So we've had an expansion of what is considered a red flag law. Now, a red flag law by itself is, it's thought, you know, and so people are so afraid of a mass shooting that they're giving up their freedoms. They're they're lining up to turn in their freedoms and to accept this level of 
oversight by a government. And the same people who are signing these red flag laws up there in Excremento, Gavin Newsom, our ridiculous governor, he's the same one who's commuting sentences of murderers. He's literally letting people who have shot people out of jail and killed people out of jail during drug deals, robberies, whatever, because Holy it much. happened when they were young and he thinks that they've got better by now. So yeah, we have a we have a governor in this state releasing felons, not drug dealers, which are bad enough and I wouldn't release them, releasing murderers. Right. Remember now, their victims are still on the ground, but they get freedom. And uh, he is releasing them on mass scale. At the same time, he's writing these rules about the red flag laws. Now, what do you know about the red flag laws? Yeah, Rex? I mean, I, I like the idea of red fl uh, flag laws. I think that I got a whole list of people that I don't like that I could probably think are, are not responsible enough to handle weapons. I, uh, that guy you're just talking about right there, I'd red flag him immediately. And I'm sure we could find a lot of Diane. other public officials that are not qualified. Diane Feinstein. Responsibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Diane Feinstein for sure should be red flagged. Her security details should be red flagged. Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions about her whole spiel, right? How, how does she get all those? Is she a millionaire or a billionaire now, Diane? Um, from the China connection? I don't know. I mean, when you're over 100 million, <laughs> does it really matter? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. You've reached the point you where you can't be a public servant. So I, I kind of think there's some kind of mafia stuff going on there. So I would red flag Diane Feinstein immediately. Uh, there's, a, I mean, I could sit down and write down a one hell of a list uh, or one heck of a list and uh, red flag a whole a whole lot of them crazy critters that should not be allowed to carry any kind of firearms. Well, here, let me read you real quick. Uh... Real quick story here. This is from Suzanne Sherman. She put this blog up. I, I shared it on our Facebook page, which, of course, is Firing Line Radio Show, if you're interested in Facebook. Here it is. In a recent blog, I discussed how, given the poor state of affairs for the Democrat National Party, the narrative would necessarily shift to a topic the Republicans have had little fortitude to challenge. And that's true. Red flag laws. This after three shooting incidents, one in Gilroy, California, others in El Paso, Texas, Dayton, Ohio. And in response, President Trump expressed a willingness to pursue further restrictions on the rights of law-abiding Americans to purchase known firearms. Big mistake, Donald Trump. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom, boo, expanded their existing extreme risk protection order legislation beyond the previous limitation of immediate family members and law enforcement as those who could initiate gun confiscation. As of September 1st, 2020, the law extends to employers, co-workers who have a substantial and regular interactions with the person, with the approval of the employer, an employee or teacher of a secondary or post-secondary school, that the person has attended at least six months to file a petition for an ex parte one-year or renewed restraining order. Even the ACF has concern over this expansion for two reasons. First, because of threat to civil liberties and... Uh, the lack of relationship or skills required to make an appropriate assessment. Now, under the new law, workplace or school disputes can result in the state officials showing up at the door of someone who has harmed no one. Boy, isn't that a, a wonderful yeah. thing? And con confiscate their firearms all under the pretense of preventing gun violence. The problem is such laws already in effect, including background checks, have proven ineffective in preventing any of the mass shooting scenarios that have resulted in the gun grabbing hysteria we are seeing today. But that matters not in an era where feeling like something 
is more important than facts. Also problematic is the time for the confiscation subject to expansion. What's to prevent the authorities from keeping firearms longer, indefinitely, or permanently? Uh, and anyway, so here, I wanted to read this this uh, couple of other examples here. If you think the anti-gun hysteria has not reached unsurpassed levels, consider the case of a middle school girl who formed her fingers into a gun and pointed at several of her classmates and was charged with a felony. Well, disturbing in a sane world, at most, her gesticulation would have resulted in a trip to the office, maybe a paddling, maybe a discussion with a counselor. When I was growing up, this would have raised no concern. Of course, we were growing up, we didn't have mass shootings because people weren't acting like this. And then there's the story of Stephen Nichols, former police officer, Korean War vet, who worked as a school crossing guard. Did you hear about this one, Rex? He's talking no, in a, a coffee shop and he's telling okay. his friend, he goes, I can't stand it when some of the security guards leave their post. Anybody could go into that school and shoot it up then. And so the waitress heard this, turned him in, he got fired, and his guns were all confiscated, even though what he was talking about was making the kids safer, because she misheard this oh, conversation. Oh. Yeah. And then, of course, we had uh, Atiana Jefferson a, a few weeks ago was shot through her window, um, no warning, by a police officer who was going to do a welfare check. So that didn't turn out very well. But then there's also, um, here's another one here. Consider the irony of sending representatives of the police state with guns to a citizen's home to take his guns. This will not end well. We've already seen a man subject to these laws getting killed during such a confiscation. 61-year-old Gary Willis responded to police showing up at his house at 5.17 a.m. to remove his guns under Maryland's red flag laws. Showing up to confiscate firearms while it's still dark at a time when no one goes to a private residence to conduct any sort of business from a person believed to be dangerous is pure folly. Mr. Willis answers the door with a firearm, as would any person concerned about their safety that time of day, but he did put the gun down. The fight ensued when he realized the police were there to take his guns and he was fatally shot. So, you know, was he intentionally set up, right? The situation turns violent by waking up a man. So, Folks, these are the things we're dealing with, with California and the red flag laws and the expansion of them, and we need your help to fight them. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back with Rex Tibor after this. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. This week, Philip Naiman coming to you via Skype. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Hey folks, you know, according to the Second Amendment of the Constitution, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, a reminder that Veterans Day is Monday, November 11th, when we honor all those men and women who have served our country in the uniform of all branches of the armed forces and fought to preserve that right, along with the others we've been given as Americans. Take time to honor a veteran this November 11th. Bullseye Sport proudly salutes all who've served as well as those who have laid down their lives for our freedom. God bless their families and God bless America. Exercise your rights as Americans. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. But head down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Bullseye Sport of Riverside is on Facebook, Instagram, and at BullseyeSport.com. That's Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo on Brockton between Arlington and Central and Riverside. 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport will the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo. 951-823-0211. 
Awesome. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. You're going to want to check us out at Firing Line Radio Show on Facebook. We actually have a giveaway going on, which I am extremely proud of. We are giving away a Macmillan MC3 polymer stock and a huge discount on a proof research barrel. So there's a couple of videos on there. You just have to share them. We are picking people at random. And, um, you know, we have two rules. One is we're going to pick somebody at random. Number two is if you complain, we're not going to pick you. So um, we do these things all the time. Try and be as fair as we can. That's just the way life is. So this is for big people only. If you're going to complain, this is not for you. Uh, Joining me back on this show, I have Rex Tibor. Rex, how do you like those rules? Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty, pretty, pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, McMillan, you've seen them, McMillan Polymer MC3 stocks. I hope oh, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, so yep. Uh, we're giving uh, away the McMillan. Yeah, I think you're breaking up a little bit. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, no, that that sounds like pretty good rules on the contest. That's a heck of a stock. I've seen one before in real life. Plus, Kelly's an awesome dude, and uh, that's a yeah. company. They've been around a long time, and they've established a good reputation. It's awesome stuff. Hey, so let's talk a little, a little bit about what you have going on here. Um, you are busy. You've gone full time into the training mode, and that has taken you all across the country. As you just said before, you're heading to Hillsdale, Michigan, as we speak. Um, what kind of training are you doing there, Rex? Uh, the class we're doing in Hillsdale is the RX seminar. It's uh, for those folks that are looking to get into long range and they're curious, like what direction they they need to go in terms of equipment and organizing all their gear. Um, it's a really, really, really good course for that. It'll save you multiple thousands of dollars at the very least. And so we talk about the science of shooting, what kind of stuff you need to get it done. Uh, you know, all the, and we, we take a bird's eye view of all different kinds of long range shooting as well. If you're hunting, doing tactical stuff, or if you're, uh, you know, competing, uh, whatever you're doing or just shooting for fun, uh, we, we get you directed uh, by, by going through the scientific process exactly all the different little things you need in each category to get your long range uh, game spread away. You know, I had Paul Phillips on the show uh, a couple months ago, right after he'd made that 6,000-yard uh, shot. I yep. think they're up to 7,000 yards now. Um, I, I guess that's re- rather specialized, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I was just talking to uh, uh, John Baker of TACCOM HQ, and uh, they, they have the mm-hmm. Charlie Terak prism units that you put in front of your optic. Uh, yeah, when you're shooting that far, right. it's almost like military artillery. And uh, literally, your, your optic is, is situated in such a way to where you're, uh, you have to, uh, you're looking straight at your, your muzzle brake or your silencer um, with, with your scope. And so you have to actually have a prism that look over the top of it, and they have another unit that actually kind of parallel bores next, next to the side of it. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, a lot of very, very interesting methodology and technique and equipment used to make a shot that far because that, uh, them, them are very, very specialized rifles for that kind of application. But it's cool to see that yeah, yeah. The, the technology being pushed like that. Well, the other part is the bullet is falling at such a steeple that they almost would be better off if the target was like at a 45 degree as opposed to a right. vertical target, yep. would you say? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your uh, dangerous space yeah. is very tight at that range. That means your bullet's coming uh, down at almost a you know, 45 degree angle. It's a very, very, very parabolic trajectory when you get to, out to that range. It's coming down very, very steep in the descending lake. Yep. And so if you get your distance wrong by like a couple meters, like one or two meters, you'll miss the target over the top or underneath because it's coming coming kind of from 
uh, this guy at that point. <laughs> yeah, you probably have a descent angle of like 70 degrees, 70, 80 degrees, right? Yep, yeah. That's it's literally right almost that, falling straight down. Yep, yep. Yeah, that, that's just amazing. And and the other part, which I, this always gets me, is the max ordinance. Tell them what max ordinance is. A max ordinance, so you have your trajectory when you're shooting at a long range or any distance, really. Uh, but uh, your bullet will go up. It'll cross the line of sight. It'll go through the ascending leg of the trajectory. It'll climb. It's actually it's, it's falling from the axis of the bore the entire time at 9.8 meters a second squared. It's uh, always encountering drop, but it's uh, dropping from the axis of the bore, which is uh, pointed way, way high uh, in, in terms of elevation of degrees. And so when it reaches its max organ, that's the top point in its trajectory, and then the bullet stops uh, ascending, and it begins descending like and then it falls back down to earth. At the same time, you have a tremendous horizontal velocity, of course, because, you know, it's a bullet and it's flying forward as well. And so that, that uh, max ordnance can be very, very high when you're shooting at distances like that. How, how high was the max ordnance when you're shooting at, like, that last target, that six or 7,000-year target? 1,400 feet. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty ridiculous. So you can imagine the, the angle For, of fire about there. This, you know, you're laying I wonder out there. what his firing solution was. I don't know. I can't count that high. But imagine you're laying out there in the desert. Okay, you're going to make this shot. And you have to realize your bullet is going to go 1,400 feet above your head. And then it's going to come back <laughs> down. And you're yep. going to try and hit a four-foot by four-foot piece of metal. That's pretty That's amazing. The ultimate hail That's mary really, pass right really. there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, huh? Yeah. That's so, but those I, are, I those like are the kind of things and but but it's science. Right. And that's that's yep. the amazing thing is these guys are pushing the envelope. They're, you know, cutting edge bullets is coming out with some great stuff. Um, these these huge, huge projectiles that they're throwing out there, the 41 caliber, yep. uh, 550 grains and they're solid copper and they're almost two inches long. Maybe they're bigger than two inches. I don't know. They're giant. They look like pencils. Yeah, they're coming. And, and these are the projectiles that they're throwing out the really, bullet. Yep, that's a niche that just kind of opened up in the last few years. Um, you know, in the public domain, they, they've been doing yep. that for a while with hard target interdiction teams, you know, uh, like uh, back in the Gulf War days, like uh, if you remember Desert Storm, uh, before the invasion, they actually had SAS and Delta Force, they used to call them Delta Force, uh, guys out there hunting Scud missiles you know, with 50 BMGs. So that they were the kind of the first guys to kind of explore that particular realm, shooting that far, you know, several thousand yards, and they have to hit it, you know, on the first or second shot. And uh, they would actually survey the targets using a theodolite so they could get an exact distance. They'd survey the entire uh, area, you know, from their firing position. And uh, very interesting history, but that's where it started. And it was kind of like, uh, I don't want to say hush-hush, but it never caught on in the civilian world until, uh, you know, just a few years ago. But it's awesome to see um, normal folks getting out there and doing that kind of stuff and uh, pushing the envelope, like you said. Now, you need some pretty good spotting equipment, yeah, it becomes a, um, some high-tech stuff to see what's going on at that distance. It's almost impossible to even see the target just through the mirage in some of those conditions. depends on how the range is set up or what kind of area you're looking through. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much pushing the envelope. Yeah, I like Paul Phillips. He's a good guy. I, I met him a, a couple times, and uh, he's, he's a good cat. I like that guy. He's, he's been a great shooter his whole life. Um, you know, the fun thing about that Scud story is, you know, these guys are all hanging around their scud launchers, and they hear a thunk. I'm like, what was that? I don't know. Okay, time to launch our scud. <laughs> and as they fire it, <laughs> all of a sudden, the fuel's yeah. coming out the side of this thing, and it kind of explodes right over their head. They don't know why. It's just, I don't know. 
Yeah. Must have been a yeah, bad batch or something, right? Of them because uh, Saddam couldn't build a rocket, you know, and uh, they didn't tell the whole story, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways to make a rocket not fly. Exactly. Well, that's one of them. <laughs> hey, folks, I'm here with uh, here with Rex Tibor. RexDefense.com is where you're going to find him for his schedule of classes. We're actually doing some classes together in February in Las Vegas. So you find out more when we come back after this. Check him out at RexDefense.com. Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. This week, Philip Naiman coming to you via Skype. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Firing Line Radio Show. You know, that scene of that movie 300, that was one of the original long-range kill shots. Uh, I don't know, what did he throw that spear? 100 yards? I mean, Leonidas should have been uh, pretty good. Tom Brady of today, yeah, so that was I think, it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, Mulan Lobby, Saturday, here with Rex Tibor, RexDefense.com. Uh, one of the great things about Rex is who he is. You know, he's he's the real deal. This is a patriot. This is a man of, of strong moral convictions. And what he does is he's teaching other patriots basic self-defense, self-defense with the bolt-action rifle and, and other means. But that's that's what he does. So, Rex, tell him a little bit about how you got into this and what your plans are. Sure. Well, I mean, it, it kind of started organically. Um I started posting some videos online, which were kind of a tutorial series going through the entire process of weapons and equipment selection. It was called Sniper 101 on YouTube, still available there. I think there's 101 videos, and it was very, very, very uh, thorough. And I put those online. It was a project that took me five years to do, and it was like, I don't know, a good eight hours a day working on that stuff. Probably cost me, I don't know, a lot lot of cash to get all the, the footage and get all the, you know, everything put together. And so that's just kind of my public service deal that I wanted to do. And then I just kind of fell into the, uh, the training deal is actually one of my friends from uh, Tennessee with tactical response actually told me, dude, you got to absolutely train, you know, you got to train guys. And I thought, well, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know how to set up the logistics or, you know, um, we all put these mental blocks in there, excuses why we can't do something. And he made it very simple for me. He's like, dude, you already got a channel. Uh, just tell people where the event is and how much it is, and then come out, and then you'll then you hit the road. And so we, we tried it, and uh, it worked great. And uh, people, 
Uh, we've, we've been blessed with some of the best alumni, I think. We, we got the best demographics, man. I mean, these, these folks are highly disciplined, and um, they're, they're all very, very professionally minded. You know, uh, it's a real good uh, cross-section of folks from all different, you know, makes and models and creeds and all that stuff. <laughs> but the common denominator is they all, they all love yeah. the United States, and they're all super highly disciplined people that have focus and also humility. And so it's neat to see um, how something like this, when you talk about long-range precision shooting, it's, it's not for goofballs. Like, you, you will not figure out how to do it if you're a goofball. Um, you have to have the ability to focus and have patience and dedicate a lot of time and study and practice into it to even be remotely effective. And so when you meet up with guys in that particular craft, um, it's really, really interesting. And they're like brothers, you know, <laughs> like that you, that you feel like you've known for 40 years or whatever. And you just met him like five minutes ago. And so that's the part that keeps me going with the training. And it just, like I said, it happened organically. Um, I, I, I've always uh, been kind of a teacher of different things. I used to teach guitar and things like that. So I, I think uh, communication is one of the things that I like to, you know, I think that's one of my fortes maybe. And so being able to explain it is kind of our shtick. And we make it a lot of fun as well, too, man. I mean, you've been there. <laughs> we. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but when we get down to business, it's highly effective. The results are incredible. The last class we just did, uh, where the heck were we at? I'm trying to remember. We're all over the map here. Oh, we're in uh, Mifflin County, Pennsylvania. And we set up clay pigeons in between 500 yards and 1,000 yards. And uh, we're, you know, steel gets boring at a certain point. And so then we're dusting the clay pigeons, and, and guys are hitting them on the first shot. We have drills designed, you know, for maximum. <laughs> discipline. We say you have one shot, study the cl- climate for the next five minutes, figure out the wind, log the wind. We show everybody how to do everything. And we ever, we, we, we already have all our ballistics true. And then, uh, lay down and, and focus in on a clay and, uh, and drill them. I mean, it's amazing. Everyone just comes out of there glowing, <laughs> but the slobber factor is high when they leave the class. They're all waking their tails. Super, super happy and so am I. I mean, that's what keeps me going is just being able to hang out with these cool guys and shoot with them and watch them enjoy mastering the craft. I mean, if you can, if you can drill a, a clay pigeon dead center, you know, at 700 yards or 1,000 yards, um, that's pretty darn good. And uh, that's a, actually a, a heck of a deterrent, too, when you talk about the Second Amendment uh, responsibilities that we have, um, you know, in terms of preserving liberty in the country long term. Um, if, I, if I had, if I was in evil power with bad intentions to do something bad to the citizens of the United States. That's the one thing that uh, would keep me awake at night would be um, guys understanding how to do that appropriately. And that's kind of, you know, that's why Yamamoto in World War II, you know, did not want to invade the mainland of the United States. And uh, uh, just throughout history, we've been very, very blessed and secure because we had a highly disciplined uh, culture of riflemen. And that's what I'm trying to preserve through the Rex Defense that's my main motive. A lot of guys try to, you know, hide their motives. I don't. I believe that good people ought to be better equipped than bad people um, when it comes to uh, the martial arts, especially modern martial arts, because that's where we, that's where it is now. And so that's what makes a guy um, put one foot in front of the other on the operation. Exactly. You know, one of the things that, uh, well, in California, we've had our Second Amendment under assault uh, basically at every single turn. We have a new ammunition bill where 
well, it's not new, but it's gone into effect this summer. You have to be registered to have the ability to purchase ammunition. And if you bought, say you bought a nine millimeter when you lived in the city of Brea, California, but now you've moved to Riverside and they say, well, you don't have a firearm registered in Riverside that's a nine millimeter, you can't buy ammunition. So they basically, you know, it's a gun registration, re-registration act. And it's absolutely Stupid. Well, it's the death it's, of a thousand so paper cuts. They're just done. trying to harass you out of it. That's all they're trying to do. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, well, they're I haven't bought any ammo since this thing came play. From every angle possible at the same time, it's ridiculous. Yep. While they're letting felons and murderers out of jail. So you can't yeah, tell me you want like to reduce crazy. violence when you're putting murderers back out on the street. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell me oh, you're trying right. to reduce violence when you're putting murderers on the street. So it, it, it's amazing what we're dealing with here. We have an absolutely ludicrous state. Um, what's it like now? You're in uh, you're in the upper Midwest. So what's the culture yes, like there? I, I come to you. I complain about California, what we're dealing with. And you're <laughs> like, what? I just got actually when I was in Pennsylvania, I have a friend in Maryland. So I went out there and hung out in D.C. and all this stuff and came back and uh you know, it it is a different culture when you get into the center in terms of firearms because uh, it was the frontier not that long ago. I mean, just uh, even in the early 1900s, it was still very much the frontier, especially in the northern Great Plains. I'm from the Dakotas, and uh, I lived in Montana for a number of years as well. But when you get up in there, um, I mean, it's very, very normal for people to, you know, uh, carry a rifle in the car or shotgun next to them or lay your M4 on the dashboard, you know. Or whatever, and in, in the state that I'm from, uh, North Dakota, actually uh, there's a constitutional carry law that one of my buddies passed. He's a uh, state representative, and uh, so you can carry a piece loaded on you at all times with no no permit. You don't have to apply for anything if you're a citizen of uh, North Dakota. So it's nice you can carry uh, a weapon, you know, in, in the car, whatever, and they just leave it up to you to be responsible. And uh, we don't have any gun crime problems at all where I'm from. I, it's very, very, very rare for there to be any kind of gun-related violent crime ever. And when it happens, it's usually some kind of drug-related deal that, like, outer staters chasing each other. <laughs> and then there's like, oh, I heard someone shot at somebody yeah. or something. And that happens, like, once every couple of years. You know, it's very, and I might be hyperbolating there, um, but um, it's very rare. Um, it's a, it's a highly, highly responsible culture, you know? But... Um, so you know, a lot of gun freedom up here where I'm from, and if you go to places where they take the stuff away, and I've been all over the world, man, and you have too. Um, like if you go to Europe, I mean, that criminals are emboldened. Uh, you can't, you cannot walk the streets even in broad daylight without. If they got more guys than you, like if I'm walking down the street, this happened a number of times, uh, and you're holding hands with your wife, and they size you up, and they're like, okay, I think we're going to have our way with these these folks, you know, and. uh <clears throat> Luckily, I have other skills, and so <laughs> we made it out of there. But uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 when you take people's means of defense away from them, that emboldens evil men to do their evil. And so, if it's um, a polite culture like you had in England back in the Shakespearean days, when everyone carried a sword on their person at all times, everyone was very very polite with each other, and uh, that's where the the, the a lot of that British uh, polite culture comes from the very formal, you know, uh, tactful, respectful, you know, like uh, culture that, that you'll see in the old school England deal is uh, from the Shakespearean days when they would actually carry the like a battle sword with 
everywhere they would go. Yeah, and your your words had effect. If you were going to be screwing around, you had to pay for it right there. So that's yeah. an important factor. Folks, we're going to talk about our seminars we have coming up here in Las Vegas with RexDefense.com. Coming up after this, Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. This week, Philip Naiman coming to you via Skype. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. That is good. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Welcome back. We've got Rex. Tibor from RexDefense.com, and uh, of course you know we've done some seminars with Rex before, and I've enjoyed every single one of them, so I'm very, very glad to announce that in February, in Las Vegas, we're actually going to have a series of seminars. It's a week long, so come for one, come for all. It's going to be awesome. starts on the uh, 24th. Through the 28th. So, Rex, you've got your Rex 1000 seminar or RX seminar, which is your long range shooting. And then you have another one, which is really yeah, kind of specialized. Yeah. So, I want you to talk about that. Sure. Yeah, the second one we're doing, we're actually linking up a Tradecraft International. And uh, that's kind of a, it's going to be a real, real unique class for those that are trying to be prepared. And it's, it's set up to point out the logistical, um, shortcomings in your uh, readiness plans. Uh, it's going to focus a lot on communications gear, communication procedure, operational security, um, you know, all kinds of like vehicle tactics, uh, different things that a lot of, a lot of folks will in their mind when they, when they go through these potential scenarios, you know, and people sometimes who are on that uh, end of the spectrum where they want to prepare for, you know, a hard winter some, sometime. I mean, anyone who's traveled to earth knows that it's a very, very weird anecdotal experience to have the, to live in Disneyland like we do in the United States. The entire United States is Disneyland and the rest of the world is reality. And if you travel around a little bit, you start to see how stuff can go to Mad Max, yep. Fury Road 4 or whatever that movie was very quickly. And that's actually more than half of the world lives in conditions very similar to that. And so, you know, uh, there are some folks that uh, who have been around who like to prepare themselves for, you know, potential disaster situations. And so Tradecraft International and I are putting together a workshop where they can come and we'll uh, hash out all the other stuff. You don't just buy stuff and sit on it and then you're ready, right? 
a lot of guys got that all wrong. They're like, oh, if I if I just get a uh, you know an AR-15 and then you know a few magazines of ammo, then I'm good. No, you have to actually learn how to run that thing properly. I mean, you can have a weapon and not have any clue how to use it. Just like you can buy a guitar just in case you ever want to play a concert. Well, you kind of got to practice ahead of time. You know what I mean? You got to know what's going on. You got to play with the band too. You can't just you might be able to play a solo by yourself, but you got to be able to play with the entire band. And so. Filling those logistical gaps and, and getting together and really hashing it out. Um, that's that's kind of what we're going to do for two days at Playcraft International. Uh, a lot of stuff about, uh, yeah, all, all, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, I don't want to put it on uh, on the radio, but it's going to be very unique. You can look at rexdefense.com for a class description of the Playcraft International, kind of the general direction we're headed with that course. But it's going to be very, very, very enlightening, and I hope that it'll... Uh, really get people squared away on some stuff that might not have even known they needed to get squared away. So let's talk about uh, California. We have, of course, we have our crazy governor. We have a, a crazier, actually, um, the bat guano intelligence level of our state legislature, with the exception of Mike Morrell. All the rest of them can can go take a flying leap. But um, they have now allowed PG&E and Edison to bill the subscribers for power for any wildfires that are caused. So this whole new thing, it just, it opens it up for lawyers to sue everybody because that's all lawyers do. Uh, watch, I'll get sued for that. But um, the, what has happened is they've decided that, well, it's going to be a windy day. So instead of clearing mm-hmm. the power lines of trees because the environmentalists don't want us to cut down any trees and Forest Service has been lackadaisical on prescribed burns and everything else, we're just going to cut the power to all those lines for huge communities who live in the rural area. <laughs> um, oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Why are you that laughing? This for, happens. That this might is, be good for some of those communities. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which communities there are, but well, uh, I mean, there's, there's no way to get responsible. Like turn it. Most of those have been up in. <laughs> I'm sorry, Philip. I can't resist. Well, and that's the, it, it. No, I, I get it. I mean, it, it all building efforts, right? They want people off the mountains. They want people in cities and stacked and packed. And this is all yeah. part of it. So this is important. I mean, not only do you need to have a generator, but hey, you need to have, know how to hook that sucker up. How do you run power into the house? Exactly. You have a gasoline yep. generator, a propane generator. You know, what is your food source? How are you going to cook your food? Uh, hey, you've got 42 meals of uh, dehydrated food, but you don't have any water and you don't have any cooking things. So it's, the yeah. things that people buy and sit on, as you said, that's one aspect, but you really have to have a plan for this. The other thing California just came out and said is because we have cell phones, we don't need ham radios anymore. So they're going to talk about taking down all the repeaters. Isn't that Boy, something? isn't that yep. a great idea, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason they want to do that is then now they won't need to have roads into the mountains to service these things. And it's one more of the rewilding efforts. These people are psycho. The green weenie yeah, viral Nazis are absolutely psycho. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. No, it's it's going to be prepared ahead of time. Um, there's so many different potential things that could happen. I mean, really, we all live in a house of cards. If you really back up and look at the big picture, there's yes. a, any number of different things that could happen um, to where, I mean, just even a bad winter storm up here where I'm from. I mean, you might lose power for two weeks and uh, people die. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have your stuff put away, you got to have, um, you know, alternative forms of energy or at least heating your house or or, you know, good boots and uh, food and, and all that stuff. And, yeah, so being being ready for everything is – wasn't there like a 
what was that cartoon or fairy tale deal with uh, uh, or deal with the uh, the was it the grasshopper was preparing and the other one didn't or something or a squirrel? Do you remember that one, Philip? I, I'm yeah, having the these ant, the memories ant, from when I'm the ant and the grasshopper. Yeah. The ant and the grasshopper. Right? The grasshopper laughed at the ant. Well, and it's funny too because people will look at you like you're stupid if you want to be prepared. I'm like, it's stupid to be prepared. That's very interesting. <laughs> like, okay, I'll be I like stupid then. I'll this be the one, I like, one, and you be the unprepared one, and then, uh, then I, that's I, fine. We'll just coexist in harmony, and uh, yeah. Here's the one I always like: is well, I'm coming to your house. Really? What are you bringing? Really? Yeah, we'll see. Because about that. <laughs> <laughs> why, why? Why? Why do you think? Do you think you know the secret password? You better work this out in advance. Don't just show up. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. But we have to be responsible for ourselves. And I think that Tradecraft International Seminar uh, in the mid of February 24th through 28th, you've got Rex, your Rex Seminar, RX Seminar, Tradecraft for a couple of days. And then I'm going to do the Hunting 101 Seminar, Intro to Big Game Hunting. So uh, looking forward to That's that. That's going to be awesome. February in Las Vegas. It's and a lot really, of fun. think about it, hunting Actually, I did is a, a discipline that is – you have to really, really be spread away to accomplish uh, the task of, of cracking down a large mammal and getting it. I mean, that's actually, that's the field training exercise for all the stuff that you learn. You can hypothetically go through the stuff all day long, but I think hunting is a great way. You kind of have, that's, that's a skill set that is acquired as well. And so that's something that you actually have to do ahead of time. You're not just going to, oh, I'll just go and hunt the view down when, when it all happens, you know. Uh, that's not, not going to be a very good plan, so. Um, learning, learning from the guys, the elders that See, have been now, doing it, it for a while, and yeah, if you're new to hunting, it's a it's a uh, seminar set up for tracking and hunting and kind of the basics of how to how to go through the motions. Yep. Yeah, and so maybe that's a actually a game plan in Pennsylvania or Michigan when there are so many deer, but here in Southern California, where they have an average deer density in the mountains of one deer per square mile, uh, you're gonna starve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you better like. You better like rabbits and ground squirrel because, and snakes because we've got lots of those. Yeah. yeah eat some coyotes and some uh, mountain lions, and that's about it. But uh, th- we don't have the, the big game populations to support a wild band of people trying to hunt them. They simply don't have them. So right. there's lots to be concerned about. And, you know, we're ringing the bell here. We want you to get involved, folks. Obviously, California has gone psycho, so we need to vote out these psycho people. Uh, Gavin Newsom, you're going to love this one, Rex. He just said he's going to find out, get to the bottom of why our gas is so expensive, even though he signed the gas tax increase. <laughs> but he's going to get to the yeah, bottom they're of pretty this. Smart at, wow. They're pretty smart at playing dumb, aren't they? <laughs> oh, That's, boy. Well, and that's the other point, and you you understand this, is that if you look at their actions, you're like, wow, these guys are stupid, but no, you need to back that up and realize they are actually every single day working towards their goal. We just can't believe yeah. they actually want the destruction of our way of life. So, yeah. you know, we I have mean, to take them at their word. They nice truly are doing stupid, that. But actually, yeah, it, it's a plan, and it's uh, it's it's certainly deliberate, and they're, they're actually executing their plan Perfectly. I mean, they're they're doing it in such a way to where they look innocent, and uh, they're they're going through with it. And um, yeah, so Phil, it's too Phil, it's too bad know, to see check that. Out Rex at rexdefense.com. Come to our seminar in February in Las Vegas. Rexdefense.com for tickets. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Have a great day, FiringLineRadio.com. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. <laughs> 
When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.